morning, let's all stand and together we're going to lift up our voices as we sing, Oh, Worship the King, and then Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh, worship the King, all chorus above, and gratefully sing His power and His love, our shield and defender, the Ancient of Days, pavilioned in splendor, and girded with praise. Thy bountiful care, what tongue can recite? If breathed in the air, it shines in the light. It streams from the hills, it descends to the we come before you and we do thank you that we can gather together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I pray that it would be your Holy Spirit that stirs our hearts and souls. Be with us as, our, as we lift up our voices in song, that in every way we might exalt you. Please be with those who might still be rushing about. Bring them safely that they might come and worship with us today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.
as we sing How Great Is Our God. The splendor of the King clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice let all the earth rejoice He wraps Himself in light and darkness tries to hide it trembles at His voice it trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. And age to age he stands. How great is 
Thank you very much, Hillary and John. Be in prayer for Hillary. Hillary's going to be having baby number two here pretty soon. Um, I believe in May. Her and William. I don't see William back there today. Uh, he might be taking care of baby number one. I'd like you to turn with me, if you would, to Ezekiel chapter 33 in your Old Testament. Ezekiel chapter 33. I'm going to read to you verses 30 down through 33 of chapter 33. The title of my message this morning is Praying at Christmas Time. And I have a very real purpose in this. I'm going to take you to a text where the Old Testament prophet is spoken to by God. And God is reminding that prophet that there are many people who come and hear the message, the message of the prophet, the message of God. And they hear it. They might think it's a beautiful message. They might admire the song, the rhyme, but they never take the message to heart. So as I read that text, I want you to listen. I want you to listen to what God is saying through the prophet Ezekiel. And I want you to see with me the parallel to the Christmas season. Because all around the world, uh, John and I, when we went to Israel, we had to transfer planes in Istanbul, Turkey. And at the airport in Istanbul, Istanbul considers itself to be the hub of the world. Interestingly enough, I, I never looked at Istanbul airport as the hub of the world, but they, they look upon themselves as the hub of the world. And they have a huge mall in the middle of their airport. And as we were there, which was a week, a week ago, a little more than a week ago, and um, they were decorating for Christmas, the whole place. Well, the interesting thing is, Turkey's a Muslim country. <laughs> They're not a Christian nation. But Christmas music's playing, Christmas decorations with trees and big glitter balls. You see, all around the world, there are people who love the Christmas season. They love the songs, the, the, the coming together as, as family, the giving of gifts, but they don't necessarily love the message. That's why for you and I as Christians, Christmas is no, there is no better time to make it a season of prayer. That you would pray for people in Turkey or your neighbors or your coworkers, that they would hear the message rather than just listen to the message. So as I read this text, listen to God as he speaks to the prophet Ezekiel and he speaks to us. He says, Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 30. Also thou son of man, Take children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses and speak one to another, every one to his brother saying, come, I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. And they come unto thee as the people cometh and they sit before thee as my people and they hear thy words, but they will not do them for with their mouth, they show much love but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice. 
and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet hath been among them. You and I, as we look at this text, we know that the Lord is talking about, oh, many different times. Many times when people have, have enjoyed a good song, a good message, a good rhyme, a good poem. They've said, oh, that's so beautiful, that's so wonderful, it's so moving. And it might even be about spiritual things. It might be about God. But they don't take it to heart. And that is what God is telling Ezekiel. He says, Ezekiel, look around, look around your nation. Look, at, look among these people who are supposed to be the people of God. He says, look at how they stand in the doorway and they talk. And that's what he addresses in the very first part of our text. Is the fact that there are people talking about God. And you know what? All around us, there are people who are talking about God. Like no other time of the year. They talk about Jesus being born. They talk about the Bible. They talk about the Christmas season. They may not know anything about it, but they know that that's what Christmas is. Now they might be working to change it. They might desire to take Christ out of the Christmas. Uh, we see that too, don't we? We see an X in Christ and they just put miss. X miss. Because they want to take Christ out. Sure. But they're still referencing his birth. Even if they don't want to. Even if they don't realize it. That's what they're doing. So the Lord is speaking to the prophet. And when you look at verse 20, he, uh, verse 30, he's reminding them that, hey, people are talking. Listen again to verse 30. He says, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking. They're against thee. They're talking by the walls and in the doors of the houses. And they speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, come, I pray you, and hear what the word is that cometh from the Lord. It's interesting that he touches upon all these different people groups. He says they're standing against the wall in these places of commerce or they're standing in the doorways of their homes and they're talking. Whether it be out in the community, in the commerce, or whether it be in the home, he says they're saying one to another. And who's this one to another? He says they're talking between brothers and sisters. They're talking with neighbors, friends, and co-workers. They're talking about what's taking place. And he says, they're not necessarily happy about it. And it is an interesting thing that we live in a culture today that as much as they want to go ahead and commercialize Christmas, they really don't want it to be Christmas. They'd like to just turn it to the holiday season, wouldn't they? Rather than have it be Christmas. But it is Christmas. I mean, you have to be an ostrich with your head in the ground to not understand that Christmas is about Christmas. You know, that would be like getting married and denying the bride who's coming down the aisle. I mean, come on. It's why you're getting married. It's just an interesting thing that transpires in our world today that's as old as people. You go all the way back to Cain and Abel, and it came time to give an offering. And what does Cain do? He shows up with some fruits and vegetables. 
He'd been taught better by his parents. He knew what the Lord expected. Abel brought a sacrifice, just as he'd been taught by his parents, as he had seen done time and time again. And then when God got angry with Cain for bringing him fruits and vegetables, which he knew he shouldn't have done, Cain got upset. He said, man, why didn't God take my offering? And the Lord said, why are you angry? You know. And it's kind of an interesting thing, the world we live in, where they stand in the doorways and against the wall and on our news and in our community and uh, mock and deride Christianity and, and the, the theme of Christ in Christmas. When in reality, Christmas has always been about Christ. So he warns the prophet. He tells them, I want you to be aware that in the world you live in at that time, they're griping about the message. They're saying to their friends, come, come and hear what this preacher saith." But they're not happy about it. In fact, they do come in here. Verse 31 reminds us. It tells us that not only are the people talking about it, they're actually listening to it. And I find that so interesting too. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a very famous song sung by Michael Jackson that I always thought to be so humorous. You know, when he sang about seeing mommy kissing Santa Claus. And he says, and I'm going to tell dad. And he has that cute little song. And when I was a kid, it played everywhere. So I went online and I said, well, what is the... What is the big, big popular part of Christmas music right now? And it popped up and it said Mariah Carey's new Christmas album is supposed to be sweeping the world. And it's interesting. People will spend all kinds of money and they will sit and they will listen and they will hear and they will embrace all the Christmas music. And listen to what he says in verse 31. He says, they come unto thee as the people cometh. And they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. That's why you and I need to pray. We need to pray and say, Lord, as these people listen to Christmas songs, as they listen to songs about the Messiah, the birth of Christ, when they listen to all these stirring songs, Lord, please touch their hearts. Because even as the text says, they hear the words, but they do not do the words. They hear all about Jesus being born in the manger. They hear all about Mary. They hear about Joseph. They hear about them going and the, uh, the birth of Christ in that manger scene because there was no room in the inn. But they never take time to step back and say, but Christ, Christ came for me. It's personal. It's not just a song. It's not just an event. It's not just a historical marker. It's a, it's a living Savior who came for my sins that he might die and pay for them so that I could have eternal life. They need to hear it and receive it. And so God says here to the prophet Ezekiel, he says, listen, prophet, 
They are coming and they're listening. And it's just such a wonderful text. When you come down to verse 32, he says, Thou art unto them as a very lovely song, and one that hath a pleasant voice, and can play well on an instrument. And how much is that not paralleled to the world we live in today? People love to listen. They love to listen to the music, the voices, choirs. John and I, well, I'll show you tonight. If you, if you come back tonight, I'll show you a little clip in Bethlehem Square while we were there. Here's these, these Arab Palestinian Muslim people putting up in Bethlehem Square a giant Christmas tree. And they're doing that because every year, Christmas Eve, you can tune in and you can watch the Christmas tree lit on Bethlehem Square around the world. It is a world famous event. But do they really understand what Christmas is all about? We support a missionary actually in Bethlehem, Israel. And every year he starts a campaign in Bethlehem. Oh, listen, he stirs up the Palestinian Muslims. They get angry at him because he puts up posters and banners. He passes out flyers that remind them Christmas is about Christ. He is in their face about that message. And so God is saying to this prophet, he's saying, prophet, don't, uh, don't buy into your own press. You know, you're such a good speaker. You sound so good. Oh, wow, you can play a, an instrument. That is phenomenal. Man, you are it. You are cat's meow. You are the best. God says to the prophet, but they're not doing what you're saying. And you and I, Christianity is the number one religion of the world. But don't believe our own press. There are many, many people who claim to be Christian. Many, many people who love the music. They love the message, but they're not taking it to heart and doing it. So you and I, you and I that are the children of God, we believe with our heart and our, our soul, we've received Christ. Let's make this a season of prayer. Let's step back every time we see a Christmas decoration in somebody's doorway or their yard. Every time we see at a workplace a, a Merry Christmas sign, or even if they put up Xmas, we can always in our mind remember that X stands for Christ. And let's pray for those places. Let's pray for those people. Let's pray that as they hear, they will really listen. That it will be part of their heart and their soul. And that they will understand the message of Jesus Christ. It's interesting as we come down in these verses, we go in verse 31 and 32. He just drives home the point to this prophet that he might get the point. Listen again to verses 31 and 32. They come unto thee as the people come, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with the mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their own covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song, 
of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. Let's pray for our nation to come back to the doing of the words. The book of James warns us and challenges us to be more than hearers. It's not enough to just hear, is it? I was up in my office this morning getting ready to come down and Jenny Dobson came up and made a couple copies on the copy machine up there. And she brought with her little forest. And forest is maybe, I don't know, a year and a half old? Not even? One year old. Okay. I can't tell. Very little. And so she's got forest up there. And I'm working in my office and I hear her say, forest, stop. And so I got up from my desk and I came out because I was going to stop the child abuse. Because <laughs> in my presence, well, I don't want any no's or stops, you know, I'm just kidding. But I went out there and I said, what's going on with poor Forrest? You know, making him stop. And she said, well, poor Forrest was headed to the stairs. <laughs> what a cutie. But it would not have been good enough for him to just hear her words, would it? Because he could have fallen down the stairs. I don't have a baby gate up in the office area. <laughs> so it was critical that that little one-year-old tune in to mom and do what he heard. And that's what God's talking to this prophet about. And that's what James in the New Testament is talking about as God stirs him to pen the words. He says, be more than hearers, be doers of the word. And how desperately do we need not only ourselves, but the rest of the world to be doers of the word. As we come down a little farther, we're reminded that God is serious about this. Look at verse 33 with me, if you would, at Ezekiel 33. He says, and when this cometh to pass, and then listen to what he says, and lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet hath been among them. And I ask you this morning, are you the prophet that God has put at your workplace? Are you the prophet that God has put in your family? Are you the prophet that God has put into your neighborhood, into your community? Because God says to us, he says, listen, what I'm talking about will come to pass. And you and I have all seen it. We've seen folks who love Christmas, but they don't love Christ. I remember years ago when I was, because I, I worked in machine shops from the time I was 16 to 32. It's the way I paid my way through college, early years of ministry. I was bivocational. I was a machinist. But I was a Christian. And many of those years, I was a pastor too. And so the guys in the machine shop who were real atheists, they would mock me and they would mock Christmas and they would mock Christ. But every year... The boss at the machine shop would bring around the Christmas bonus. He would have a little stack of envelopes. 
Here you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And the biggest atheist in the room never said, no, I don't believe in Christmas. I never saw a machinist say, here, you can have it back. I don't, I don't do Christmas. They all take it and say, thank you. Isn't it an interesting thing? You and I need to pray. We need to pray that this Christmas season, people will start to do as well as here. And it needs to begin right here, right here. We need to be more than hearers, we need to be doers. We, we love the Christmas songs. I always look forward to the first few Christmas hymns and then we sing more and more as we go through the Christmas season. I even play them on my radio. People may say, well, I get tired of hearing it. I don't. I can listen to Christmas songs in July. I just like it. But let's be more than hearers. You and I, you and I in this room right now, let's decide this Christmas, I'm really going to take seriously my faith in Christ. And I'm going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what my Christmas season is going to be about. And I'm going to pray that the world will hear. That they will hear about the true Jesus who left heaven above, took upon himself the form of a, a man born in a, 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 a lowly manger, raised in a rough, poor carpenter's home, then willingly ministered to a Christ-rejecting world, willingly allowed himself to be crucified for the very sins of the people who were nailing him to the cross, resurrected, ascended, and today he sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and I. Let's worship him this Christmas season. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for coming to the Lord's house this morning. I'm going to close this in prayer. Then John has just a little chorus before we dismiss. Uh, but I do want to encourage you again. If you just want to come and start your Christmas season with a smile, come this afternoon, 2 o'clock. Ark Preschool Kindergarten, the Little Boys and Girls Program. It is always a blessing. We have a phenomenal staff. Uh, uh, Rachel and Jesse and then uh, we have... Folks who come in and substitute and help, they do an amazing job with those little girls and boys. So come, come back at two. Come tonight. Come with John and I, and let's tour Israel. Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I pray that you be with us as we be dismissed. Pray that you be with us as we sing this closing chorus in just a second. And I ask that you would help us to be the prophet in our home, our neighborhood, our workplace, our community that people might hear and know the true message of Christmas. We thank you, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood of God.